Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Sacramento. The 11 o'clock portion of your day alongside Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. Coming up at 11.15, Monday Night Football, and by far and away, my favorite pregame moment in the history of sports. I might be prisoner of the moment, but I'm pretty sure it was my favorite moment, and I will explain coming up at 11.15. But right now, it is a pleasure to be joined by the one, the only, Chris Biederman. Check out his Candlestick Chronicles podcast, Talking Niners, for at Blue Wire Pods. Follow him on Twitter, at Chris Biederman. Chris, how are you? I'm outstanding. How are you guys? Ooh, good. Good. Outstanding. Good Love to hear that. Outstanding. Uh, no, no complaints over here, Chris, but I think some Niners fans have some complaints. So let's start there. Did you have a problem with either or or both of the calls, both the personal foul call and also the non-fumble call? Yeah, you know, I thought the non-fumble call was worse, particularly because, I mean, I went back and looked and, and I thought it was pretty clear that Uh, the ball actually went backwards. So whether or not you thought it was a pass and it was initially ruled a pass, if it goes backwards, it is a fumble. And officials have been instructed to uh, allow those plays to go on instead of whistling them dead, uh, which ultimately changed the way that they they had to approach that replay, right? So if they initially called that a fumble, which is what they're trained to do in close situations like that, then they go back and review it. There's a better chance that that it goes the Niners' way um, but I just didn't think, you know, in slow motion, maybe you can make the case that it looked like a pass. But I, I didn't see any way that that you could actually consider that uh, a pass. I thought the personal foul on Gibson, while replays showed it was shoulder to shoulder, there's such a point of emphasis for referees to protect defenseless receivers and player safety and all that, that um, I understand why they called the why they threw the flag initially. I, I think. If, if I were to quibble with just the overall situation, I would say, you know, in the fourth quarter of games, you should make you should make those calls reviewable, right? Throw the flag initially, and if replays show that it was shoulder to shoulder uh, like it was, then you then you rescind the flag, and, and it's okay. And, and, you know, the NFL, I think, generally has a problem with too many replays and games taking too long. But when there are calls like that that ultimately have huge impacts on the outcomes of games, um, I think they should be allowed to uh, go under the hood and, and check the replay in that one. But to me, the more egregious call was the end of half uh, non-fumble. I just didn't see any way that you could actually rule that as a incomplete pass. And the only way it was was because they ruled that initially because you you know you need absolute unequivocal proof to overturn a call on the field, and and you can't get that in a bang bang play like that. Uh, Chris, coming into uh, Sunday's game, Jake Moody was was perfect on the year, with the exception of, of preseason. But uh, how, how concerned are you after he missed two kicks? You know, one earlier in the game, and then of course the the final kick of the day. And also, you know, they they weren't weren't especially difficult. You know, in terms of distance, they weren't incredibly difficult kicks. So how how concerned are you about Moody, or is this something that we need to monitor if if he is in a situation where he has to take another big kick? Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. We're going to learn a lot about his resolve and just mm-hmm. how, how mentally tough he is. Um, and, and the 49ers said they liked his makeup and, and his mental toughness and, you know, everything they were able to glean about him before the draft. But there isn't really any substitute for kicking in the NFL, particularly kicking in high-pressure situations when you have a team with Super Bowl aspirations and expectations that's depending on a 23-year-old kicker. So 
Um, you know, it, it, he had that Raiders game in the preseason. He had a two-way miss going. Uh, he had the two two-way miss go yesterday or Sunday. Uh, and so, you know, that that's that, that that is problematic, obviously. Now, if he bounces back and he has another game winning kick coming up and, and he drills it, then you probably feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. But if he misses another one, then you start to to have the conversation of, you know, how long is the leash here? If he misses another kick like that and the team, you know, loses a game uh, on on basically on on Jake Moody's right foot, then you're going to have you know, they're going to be a lot of conversations about do they have to go another direction? Do they go call Robbie Gold, who is currently unemployed and, and a free agent? We don't know if he's been kicking uh, or if he's in right. shape. And and obviously there's an element of, you know, kickoffs aren't going to be as good if Robbie Gold's your kicker. Um, and Mitch Wishnowski, the punter, hasn't been particularly good at kickoffs when, when he's had to do it either. Um, so if he misses another one, then, yeah, it's really problematic. If he makes his next one, then you're like, OK, he missed his first one. Uh, hopefully he has a long career. Uh, hopefully it's a, it's a learning experience and it's just something he can bounce back from. And if not, then, you know, you do not want a season where the 49ers are historically good and arguably as good as they've been since 1994 derailed by a kicker you draft in the third round. That that's, that's probably the worst case scenario. Chris Biederman joins us. Check out his podcast, The Candlestick Chronicles. Follow him at Chris Biederman. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Chris, when it comes to Brock Purdy's performance, do you put the majority, if you were to split it up into a a pie, if you will, do you put it on the conditions? Do you put it on the fact that he was down his two top weapons in Debo and CMC? Was it just a matter of him having an off game? Was it the Browns defense? Where do you go with how poor he looked? I think the answer is yes. <laughs> all the, all, all okay. the above. Uh, I, think it, I think it was you know a confluence of factors. Purdy obviously wasn't sharp. Um, and it's and it's harder to have good games against great defenses, um, and particularly when the defenses are, are dominating your offensive line, which the Browns dominated the 49ers offensive front. Even Trent Williams, particularly after he injured his ankle, uh, wasn't very good in that game against Miles Garrett. And, you know, Miles Garrett's one of the one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So it, it becomes exceedingly difficult. Throw in the fact that you have rainy conditions. Um, and a sloppy field and you're missing two of your top weapons, then it's going to be it's going to be super difficult. But, you know, we knew Brock Purdy wasn't going to win every single start he made. Right. Like he he had been undefeated to this point. The Niners had won 15 straight regular season games. And I don't think anybody thought the 49ers were going to go 17 and 0 this year. So, you know, it's it's one of those games, uh, at least Monday night is going to be one of those games where we'll have an opportunity to learn a lot about Brock Purdy and his resolve. Right. We talk about Jake Moody and is he going to be able to bounce back? We, I think we could say the same thing about Brock Purdy in that, you know, if he bounces back and has a really strong game and is decisive and accurate and the ball's not slipping out of his hands, obviously it's going to be indoors and the weather isn't going to be an issue Monday night in Minnesota. Then you start to feel, okay, Brock Purdy is is more the guy we saw in the first five weeks of the season and, and his five starts last year than what we saw in Cleveland. So it's it's I think we're probably going to learn more about Brock Purdy Monday night than than we have to this point, because it's been pretty smooth sailing. He hasn't had to deal with injuries to his skill guys offensively. He's played behind, you know, a, a, an offensive line that that hasn't really gotten whooped like it got whooped on Sunday. Um, so if the 49ers control the line of scrimmage, if um, you know, I mean, I, I just think it's it's an opportunity to to figure out, OK, can Brock Purdy bounce back? Or is this is this going to start like a slide? I don't think it will, 
But, you know, like so, sometimes a, a game like that can cause some guys to lose confidence and, and we'll figure out if Brock Purdy is going to lose that confidence or if he's going to bounce back. And if he bounces back, obviously, I think that's a really good sign because every quarterback in the NFL can can, you know, has a bad game now and then. It's just can you bounce back? Can you limit how few of those bad games you have? And and can you you know continue to get on on back on pace to where the 49ers were before Sunday's game in Cleveland? Chris, what did you think about uh, Randy Gregory's performance on Sunday in his first first action with the Niners? I believe he recorded a sack, but uh, just mm-hmm. what, what did you think about his performance and uh, how they utilized him and how you think they'll utilize him more in the future? Yeah, you know, I thought it was it was encouraging from that perspective, given that, you know, he was a guy who had basically two practices under his belt with the team and he came and he had a third down sack and they played him a pretty good amount. Um, and you look at the production they've gotten opposite Nick Bosa at defensive end, and, and they could use an, an infusion of production there. They haven't, you know, since week one, they haven't really gotten anything from Jake Jackson. And Cleveland Farrell, while a solid player, particularly against the run, is, is not a dominant type pass rusher that, that they're going to need on those critical third down situations. So getting somebody with a high end talent like Randy Gregory could potentially be really beneficial. And you know, I think how much they played him, I don't have the snap count uh, off the top of my head, but how much they played him would indicate to me they feel really good about the talent that they have, about how easily he was able to acclimate. And, you know, really Chris Kasurik is, you know, I think unquestionably one of the best defensive line coaches in the league. So you give him a talented piece to play opposite Nick Bosa and next to Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, like that's that's a pretty optimal situation to be in. So I would expect... I would expect Gregory to get more and more playing time uh, as time goes on, particularly in passing situations. And and I think you have to be encouraged by what you saw on Sunday. Chris and I have been joking that the Niners seem to be the best team in the league yet have the smallest cap uh, space hit and have the most cap room. If you were to choose between (laughs) possibly some run defense help as it looked like, you know, the Browns were able to run pretty comfortably last week or offensive line help, which way would you go? I will go offensive line help. I, I think Spencer Burford and, you know, has, has it's been a struggle for him. I, I, you know, I still need to see more from Colton McKivitz over a full season to feel really confident about the right tackle situation. Look, the 49ers, especially when they've had Drake Greenlaw in the lineup, who who was a sneaky big absent uh, absence on Sunday. Um, they've been, you know, one of the best run defenses in the league. So I'm not super concerned about that. I would be more concerned with interior interior uh allowing interior pressure like that you look at the nfc championship game against the rams you look at the super bowl against the chiefs the fourth quarter of those games the niners interior of the offensive line has gotten dominated by some really good players and ultimately that's been a huge factor in them not winning those games so um that that will always be until until we see those guys dominate or play at a really high levels in in those big pressure moments um i'm gonna feel like the offensive line is probably the achilles heel of the team and, um, you know, the Eagles are, are going to provide a similar challenge if, if everybody's healthy. Jalen Carter's been one of the best defensive linemen in the league, and I think he's unquestionably going to be the defensive rookie of the year for the Eagles. And so, um, you know, he's going to he, he has the potential to dominate in the same way that, that the Browns did on Sunday. So I think when you look forward and try to spin it forward into, you know, what do we know about the 49ers going as the weeks go on? It's going to be, man, can the interior hold up against some of these elite interior pass rushers? Um, because ultimately that's been that's been a real cause for their downfalls in some of these big games in the playoffs. And and for now, it doesn't seem like that issue is solved just yet. 
Chris, I'm, before we get you out of here, I just want to know how you would approach the uh, the 49ers injury woes that they they kind of fell on this weekend. Obviously, McCaffrey, the, with more so with the with the bigger names, McCaffrey, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and also if if you have, I haven't seen any update on Diamador Lenore, who also uh, went down on Sunday. Just how would you approach uh, with their their game being on Monday and might even having a, a shorter week of recovery on the back end? Yeah, you know, I, I think the 49ers, even if it's Elijah Mitchell instead of Christian McCaffrey, and and even if it's, you know, Jawan Jennings or Ray Ray McLeod getting more time instead of Debo Samuel, I, I would I would be fine if I'm Kyle Shanahan and saying, look, we, we have we have a little bit of depth here. We don't have to rush our guys back. This isn't a do or die situation against the Vikings, who obviously aren't, you know, a, a cream of the crop team in the NFL, or at least mm-hmm. they haven't proven to be that this year. Um, so I, I would be cautious. I, I think, you know, in a 17 week season, um, you, you want to have your guys for the long haul and you don't, nec- I don't, I just don't think you necessarily have to risk it because, you know, Elijah Mitchell, who's, who's barely been used this season. Um, I know he's coming off a knee injury, but he's somebody who looked like an upper echelon running back when he's been healthy the last few years. So I think you can ride with him and you can alter your game plan a little bit to survive without Christian McCaffrey. Um, Trent Williams, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's an ankle issue. Obviously that's problematic. It's turf, uh, on Monday night, you got Daniel Hunter with the Vikings. Who's, who's a really good edge rusher. Um, you know, obviously you'd love to have Trent Williams, but I, you know, you think about the NFC championship game against the Rams and he played and, and he was, uh, you know, really a, 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 a shell of himself in that game. I would argue, you know, I, he even said later, uh, I think a season later in hindsight that he kind of wished he didn't play in that game because, the 49ers might have had a better chance with a healthier player in that mm-hmm. spot, as good as Trent Williams is. So, you know, you don't want to play him and rush him back too soon and have him aggregate that ag- aggravate that injury, not aggregate it, <laughs> and then uh, and then be worse going forward. You, you know, I, I think the 49ers, given that it's the Vikings um, and given that they have their bye in a couple weeks, would be wise to rest their guys because I do think they can win without them. And that's you know, that's part of having one of the best rosters in the league is that you can survive some injuries. Right. You just don't want to make them worse. Do yourself a favor and check out Candlestick Chronicles podcast. Chris Biederman, follow him at that name. Chris, always appreciate the time. Enjoy your Tuesday. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. See you, Chris. There you go, Chris Biederman. Good stuff there. So he thought the non-fumble call more egregious than the personal foul call. But he basically said exactly what we said, Mm -hmm. that the fumble call shouldn't have been blown dead right. and that the personal foul call should have been reviewed. Yeah, I mean, and could I didn't even think to see if the pass was backwards, too. I mean, because that's that's just the end-all, be-all. If it's yeah. a backwards pass, it doesn't matter if it's a fumble or if well, it's a pass. If it's backwards, it's backwards. But it's te- a fumble. But technically, if you're... If no, you're, if you throw the ball behind, behind yourself... But not if you're throwing forward. No, but he threw it backwards is what he's saying. Oh, okay. If he threw the ball, because he was being sacked and turned to the side. But he, it can go backwards if you're going forward, though. No, no. If if the ball goes backwards when you throw the ball, it's a fumble. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you try and th- if you try and set up like a double pass to yeah. where quarterback snaps, throws it to a receiver, I know that. Yeah. that's a fumble yeah, yeah. if he doesn't catch it. But if it. you're forced, like no, if you're trying happen. to go forward and it go- gets forced back. Nope. Okay. Nope. If well then that makes it pass. even more egregious. Yep, exactly. There you go. Crazy. More reason for Niners fans to get all riled up. Yep. All right. Coming up <laughs> next, my favorite pregame moment in the history of sports. Plus, there was a game on the field. Cowboys get a win. A guy that I've been saying should be redirected. Don't want to say fired. Never calling for anybody's job. But Monday Night Football, we'll give you the recap coming up next. He's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah. Sacktown Sports, 1140.
local, live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. A reminder, you can be heard or read by calling or texting the show, 916-339-1140. Check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming. Just search Sacktown Sports on Twitter. I'm at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He is at Chris M. Watkins. Coming up, bottom of the hour. Man, is... Bruce Bochy going to lose a game? Man. Doesn't look like it. Man, oh, Doesn't man. Doesn't look like it. He has not lost a game yet yeah. in the playoffs. Dude knows how to manage a playoff series. Yeah. Also, um, Birthday Boy had a big day mm. for Philadelphia. And also, I think there was an anniversary of when the Red Sox came back 3-0 against the really? Yankees. Yeah. And Ooh. I don't know if you watch it. Well, <laughs> We know you don't, unless it's the home run derby. But uh, I, I assume you watch a little playoff baseball. Oh, yeah. And the, the yeah. panel is A-Rod, Big yeah. Poppy, and Jeter. Mm-hmm. And they had fun, or Poppy had fun. I was like, there's no way Jeter ex- had fun. No, they, no, not, no. Yeah. Well, he's actually the one that initiated. Anyways, we'll yeah. play the audio. <laughs> uh, coming up, bottom of the hour, we'll do some baseball talk for you. I know there's some baseball people out there listening. There's a couple. Handful, you know what I mean? sprinkling. Yeah, well, I'm, I just turned 40, so my age and up, they're, you oh, know. Getting towards the demographic. They drive, you know what I mean? Uh, so we'll do a little baseball talk. It is playoff time in October. But right now, time to recap Monday Night Football, and we will be professional Chris, and we will talk about the so. game first. Well, because okay. I'm going to be very unprofessional here Uh-oh. in a couple of minutes. Okay. My favorite sound for any pregame coverage that I can remember <laughs> okay. is coming up. But right now, let's talk about the actual game. Okay. I have been lamenting. I, I'm work. just going to call him Chargers coach okay. from here forth. Okay. The amount of times that guy has gone for yeah. it on fourth down it's and not gotten it yeah. and sometimes been rewarded for yeah. it is mind-boggling <laughs> to me. Did it again last night, yeah. but this time they actually lose this coming off the heels of the Cowboys getting the brakes beaten off yep. of them by the 49ers. Did you make anything of the game last night? Did you take away from either team? Just that those teams are incredibly boring. I thought the Cowboys... <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel bad like, for having those conversations. That's the biggest insult you can yeah, give to no, a team. No, it really was. I mean, especially for like two offenses that should have been explosive like very very boring I can't believe that you know that game ended up coming down to two you know fourth quarter touchdowns or what was was that correct? yeah two fourth quarter touchdowns and I I was I was very bored by that game and I couldn't believe it because I was just expecting fireworks back and forth between these two offenses well it started off with the Chargers going up seven nothing you yep. thought it was going to be a yep. high scoring yeah, event I was like, okay here we go ended up being 20 to 17 yeah. which I'm assuming the under hit but I didn't look uh to what Nevada had to say. I'll tell you what my biggest takeaway from it was two things, and they're both bad. One, continue to not be impressed with Dallas. Yep. I, I was not one in the beginning when they looked like they were, you know, people were talking about them being the new dominant defense up there with the Ravens teams yeah. and Steelers teams and stuff like that. I never really bought into that. Obviously, I bought into Parsons, but in terms of Dallas being some sort of juggernaut, I didn't buy into that. But also... Justin Herbert, 
And there's been a lot of talk. Everybody talks about him and Tua, right? Mm-hmm. Because Tua went, They're I believe, draft, yeah, five yeah. and six yeah. in that draft. Tua went five. And a lot of people were ripping into the Dolphins for not drafting Herbert and right. drafting Tua. But Herbert, man, as good as he looks aesthetically, mm-hmm. throwing the ball, yeah. I mean, he looks like the prototypical yeah, six, six, quarterback. Like, yeah. yeah, massive arm and also, to make any throw. Like his mechanics, the way he throws, it's like fluid. Yeah. But man, oh man, he has I man, I I wrote the stat down and my phone died in the middle of it and it didn't save it. But he's got some crazy stat of interceptions in the fourth quarter when it's mm. either tied or yeah. they're within like the one score. In balance, exactly. Like choke type yeah. stuff. Ugh. And he did it again last night. Like when they yeah. had the rock, I was thinking, okay, this is where right. Herbert's going to show mm-hmm. why people say that he should have been taken over yeah. to a, and he throws a pick, throws the pick game yeah. over really bad. And, and so I, I don't know. I walked away again, questioning the head coach yeah. of the Los Angeles chargers and wondering after the game, he's like, there's some things we got to look at. Some things we got. You got to look at yourself, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Staley, you are doing yeah. everything in your power to lose these games. And I look. I usually err on the side of aggression. I like aggressive coaches, mm-hmm. but he does it. It's stupid. No, it's stupidly, stupid. exactly. <laughs> so there's a difference between being aggressive and being, and being calculated yeah. and uh, just being reckless. And yeah. I think it's gotten to the point where, yeah, like you said, he's he's almost made this for going for it on fourth down thing like his thing. I mean, it's his, his thing. thing. Yeah. It's like the no, announcers this is were talking about it. Yeah. Like here goes Staley again. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's just it's it's hard headedness in the worst way possible. Like this is he's got to be willing to adjust because yeah, he's cost his team. I don't even know how many games he's cost his team by by making stupid decisions like that but yeah I mean I don't I his his leash has to be incredibly small right now. I mean if you're talking first coach fired for for the league right now, he's got to be one of the top 3 candidates absolutely because it, this team is so talented. It's it's it I think Justin Herbert does deserve part of the blame for sure because he's he's the one delivering the passes but Man, it's just, it, with the amount of talent on this team with with Bosa and having Khalil Mack back at his full powers and yeah. you have, you know, you still have Keenan Allen, you've got Austin Eckler, you've got Herbert. You would think there's enough talent Everything. there to get something yeah. going. Khalil Mack here. had six sacks the other game. And and they just they cannot figure yeah. it out. And so yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tough situation for for the Chargers. I was going to say for Chargers fans, but yeah. I, I don't know if there's many of those out there, but it's it's a really really tough situation and it's got to be frustrating to know that, yeah, you you feel like you have all the pieces, but it just never feels like that puzzle comes together. Well, I'm usually the king of the 22-hour tease, but this will be king of the double tease because Uh-oh. in the next segment, I will play the sound that is my favorite pregame moment of all time, and then we will also get into MLB playoffs. We'll do that next. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Yes, sir. Like, subscribe, mention, all that good stuff. Sacktown Sports on all platforms. Welcome on 
back in Sacramento alongside Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah, coming up at 1145. It's time for the fifth, and it is the Getting to Know You edition. We ask questions, and you get to know us as hosts, so we will do that at 1145. But right now, I've teased it twice, and now I'm actually going to give it to you. My favorite pregame moment in the history of sports. That's the uh, Santa Monica Pier. I walked out on that Santa Monica Pier. Jay-Z is in the house tonight, reaching for a refreshment. Yeah. There's a meme that's going around. (laughs) All right, we have some technical difficulties, but we'll just touch on those two now that we're there. The first one is Troy Aikman, who played college ball at UCLA, Chris, Uh saying that it was his first ever time on the Santa Monica Pier. Wait, what? Yeah. He said that yesterday was his first time ever. Now, how do you go to UCLA? You're a young yeah, lad. I mean, to... I, I mean, maybe he was just really dedicated to Let watching film. Um, trying but to see how far that campus is from the Santa Monica Pier. Like, maybe it's you know one of those things where oh, it's actually two well, hours. Well, away everything or in LA really is two hours away from right, each other. Actually, regardless of how the distance it is. And then the other sound that we sped through there. It's Seventeen minutes away. Yeah, UCLA's exactly. campus is seventeen yeah. minutes. And away that's a from very popular spot here. in SoCal. That's yes, like it is. It's that's like going spot. to San Francisco yes. State. Well, yeah. be like going to Berkeley and yeah. not having ever been to the Golden I've Gate Bridge. I've never ever yeah. even seen it. Yeah, you know? Pier. 39. I hear don't know about what you're it. Yeah, about pure 39. Yeah. Never yeah. heard of it. So, anyways, and then the other one That's was ridiculous. Have you seen the mashup meme between Troy Aikman and Jay Z? Yes, I'm very familiar. It's very, very, really very weird for reasons that we're not going to get into so on the strange. air. But, anyways, he addressed it because they showed Jay Z and Aikman really? goes, Apparently, that's my doppelganger. Oh, my God. So, anyways, <laughs> the sound that I was going to get to, which I don't know if have you found it, Nate? Okay, here we go. This is the best pregame sound you'll ever hear. I had, I had uh, lady friends, and, you know, they were cowboy fans. Ah! Here we go. And, 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 they must have went to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that's they not in Washington, D.C. They must have went to the that's White not, House. That's not in Washington, D.C. And, and that's not where the president <laughs> okay. lives. That, that's you know not in Washington, D.C. You know what? You know what? That, 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 go. That, that is not true, but I would have said the same thing. I would have said the same thing he said. I would have said it. Okay, for I feel con- like I got lost. Okay, for context, uh, probably before you were born. Okay, but when the when the Cowboys were really America's sure. team and they had the triplets with Irvin right. and um, Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman, the players had a house that they called the White House. Oh no! Let's just say at this house, things happened that sure. shouldn't happen. It's like the Vikings boat. Yes, except a permanent residence. Gotcha. Like, and like everybody okay. used it when they wanted to do when things they that they weren't to. supposed to do. Gotcha. So Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith was explaining why he hates the Cowboys. Yeah. And Ryan Clark jumps in. Ryan Clark, who also compared a player to, or he compared he compared Tua to a stripper, I wow. believe, in Atlanta. Anyways, he jumps comparison. in because because Stephen A. Smith goes, I had some ex girlfriends that liked the Cowboys. They were Cowboy fans. Uh-huh. And Ryan Clark jumps in and goes. They must have went to the White House, meaning that oh, that's geez. why he hates the Cowboys. Oh, and Swagoo, oh, just Marcus just Spears, dies. loses Lose it. it. He literally, yeah. like, if he could have walked off set, he would have, but it was, like, high up, so yeah. he didn't. I love, oh, uh, man. Van, I think that's Van Pelton that, trying yes. to do the oh, Ernie Johnson. No He's like, guys, come <laughs> Bring on. It together. Let's ring it in. Come on now. My, fa- my favorite <laughs> line, football. my favorite line, I forget who says it is, that's not in Washington. Oh, it might have been Van Pelton. I think it was. It. He was like, that's yeah. not in D.C. Anyway, it just brought me back to my 
my childhood because as a young kid, I I learned of that house when I probably shouldn't have. But yeah, yeah that was where like Leon Lett. Uh, Michael Irvin for sure. I think Michael Irvin was the one that funded the White House. But anyways, it ended up coming later. <laughs> and it was just such a good lie. And the timing. There's no way that's legal, right? I mean, I guess well, it is. I mean, kind nothing. Of. Well, yeah, I guess they did illegal stuff in there yeah, in terms just, of substances. Yeah, the guess, other stuff yeah. I think was legal. Anyways, the timing from Ryan Clark on there was, so, and I was just watching and I was just like, like that, my jaw insane. dropped. I'm like, no, he did not. Yeah, not just on Disney's 100-year anniversary, <laughs> well, man. Come on. Thing. That's the thing. Jeez. I don't think the executives had any idea what he was talking about. So I'm sure he got right. away They're with like, it. They're oh, like, oh. They were probably like me. Like, yeah. oh, DC White House. What does he mean by that? Does he mean they didn't visit? Yeah, for sure. Anyways, that was just, I was watching Yikes. it live, and I'm like, I can't believe he brought it up. And what I thought they were going to do is, you know when you play something off? Like somebody says something. Yes, and you just and act you just, like nothing happened. Yeah, exactly, just, yeah. just to keep it moving. Yeah, you're just like, they, we're not going to touch that one. Yeah, they laid into it. Yeah. Oh, man, it was good stuff. Anyways, yeah. speaking More of, of that, isn't that what people want? Like, you know, when everyone says, like, I'm trying to replicate fun. the TNT yeah. show. Like, yeah. Isn't it that? That's like, a good isn't point. That, that is something that Shaq for? and Kenny and Charles right. would 100%, do for sure. 100%. Yeah. No, it was great. It was great television. But speaking of having fun on the set, here is, I believe it was post game. This is A-Rod, Derek Jeter, and Big Poppy. And you said, I doubt Derek Jeter would have any. Speaking of starch, is there anybody more starch than Derek Jeter? He's got to <laughs> no, be numero uno. He just doesn't want to be there. I mean, I just get the feeling that Derek Jeter is just like, I'm here because I'm getting paid. Yeah, and pretty much. literally it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not here to be friends with A-Rod. Yeah. Even act like I'm friends with yeah. A-Rod. I'll even, laugh at Poppy sometimes, but yeah. no. Even in his car commercial, where like yeah. he's got his wife and kids, yeah. he's just like, Hi. I'm Derek Jeter. Exactly. I'm Derek Jeter. Former New York Yankee shortstop. <laughs> that used to give away gift Buy baskets. Buy CarMax. Google it, kids. Anyways, uh, here he is. He's actually the one that initiates this. Now, he's not having fun with it, but he's <laughs> at least the one that starts it. Just because they're down two games, it's not over. But, sure. You know, we we lost the series being up 3-0. I don't want to bring it back up, mm. but we lost series up 3. You did? We, we did. <laughs> guess that we did. <laughs> no, that's just, first of all, just the voice. Doesn't Poppy just sound like fun yes. and Jeter just oh, sounds like the librarian? Yeah. yeah. Just like, just because you're down to. I love A Rod's fake laugh. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I, I was also there. I was I was there, friends. Yes. Good Let old tell you. Good old A Rod. The guy that the took uh, a photo shoot, I believe it was SI, yeah. where he kissed the mirror. Yes, he did. Yeah, very same. Picture of him kissing that. Now, even Couldn't if a photographer me, told me ever. this would be like ever. a great shot, I'd ever. be like, I'm not kissing the ever. mirror. <laughs> I'm never doing that. You but would not catch it. me dead yeah. doing that. There's no way. Would you joke about if that happened to you? Like, if you lost some traumatic game, or I guess in this case, a series, yeah. like, would you ever get over it? No. Because, I mean, even Jeter. But like, I don't I mean, think Jeter's Jeter was joking. So, no, yeah. no, he wasn't. But, but even then, yeah. he's like, you know, we lost three. Like, even bringing that. Like, I think a lot of, or some people would say, like, you know, they wouldn't. that wouldn't even come to my, or they would say, like, I'm not even going to bring that up because yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Like, I feel like for me, I mean, I guess we are, what would you say, 10 years, 15 years removed. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not as fresh of a wound. Still, but, it would hurt. But I guess it might even be 20 years ago. A little bit easier to take, probably, because yeah. Jeter has so many World right. Series and A-Rod He's did get one. He's got a lot of success in general. Yeah, and, and A-Rod did get one. But, right. yeah, I mean, it would still rub it would still it would sting. There's way. no way, yeah. All right, Especially well, not with the guy who did it to me. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. You know, yeah, David Ortiz sitting For right next sure. to me. I don't know if I want to invite him to just start clowning. Poppy's the best, though. He's the best. Um, and, well, I guess we're not going to do a bunch of baseball coverage, but my friends who were tuning in were very happy that we 
touched on the fact that the Giants basically ran Bochi out of town because yep. they're all rooting for Bochi. Mm-hmm. Giants fans love Bochi, yeah. hate the whole Farhan era, yeah. and they're hoping that this new hire, which we talked about yesterday, right. will be interesting to see. Are they going to go back to some sort of puppet yep. that runs all the analytics and yep. treats the players like they're just numbers, yep. or are they going to go more for a field guy in Bochi? Bochi has not lost in the playoffs, Chris, Crazy. and insane. he had to play in the first round, like the first first round, yeah. whatever they call that now, the wild, wild card, card yeah. round. Well, because the wild card used to be when the A's would lose the one one game. game. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Now it's like a round, but yeah. Anyways, still yet to lose a game. And they won both those games in Houston. Yep, yep. Up 2-0 going back to Arlington. Yep. So, anyways. That will uh, conclude our you, baseball coverage. Good. I, did Love we do it. a good job? We played Poppy <laughs> Laughing. I think we did great. <laughs> we talked about both. <laughs> I think we did fantastic. All right, coming up next, Fun in the 40s, Getting to Know You edition. We asked questions. Yesterday we learned that Chris pretty much always uses his blinker, but not, not 100%, no. but pretty close to that. Closer to that than to 50%, yep. which is fine by me. Use your blinker, people. But yes, we'll get to please. know each other in the fifth portion of the show. Coming up next, Chris Walken, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Excellent comeback, Nate. A plus. Just another day. Too short. I believe he gives a shout out to Berkeley in this song. I don't know. He definitely gives a shout out to Berkeley at some point. I don't know if it's in this song. Well, welcome back. Oh, you gotta, man, you gotta add this to your playlist. Just another day, too short. Okay. Excellent song. It's basically just about waking up, getting in your car, going about your day. You know, it's kind of like um, uh, today was a good day, Ice Cube. Oh, okay. But but the too short version. Yeah. It's awesome. Anywho, a good description. <laughs> welcome back, Sacktown Sports 1140, alongside Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. Coming up, top of the hour, 49ers. We will talk some Purdy. We will say mm. uh, the Lions. I've been talking pesky. Yep. Is it time to move them from pesky to contender, Chris? I don't know. You're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Move. I tell you what, we'll do that at noon. But right now, it is time for the fifth fun in the 40s. And it is the getting to know you edition over this past, what is it, four, five, six weeks, whatever it is. I've gotten to know you, Chris, and it's been a pleasure. And I ask you questions. Oftentimes, it takes you a minute for you to answer. Yep. You're not always like, boom, bam, this is my answer. Definitely not. Uh, I'm more like that, but that's fine. So you can either pass to me or you can answer yourself. Would you rather drive or be the passenger? Let's Mm. say it's two people, you and your girl or you and your boy, whatever it is, and you're taking a road trip. Would you rather drive or be the passenger? I always drive. Okay. uh, It's kind of like a... Maybe, like, I think I get motion sickness, and that's mainly the reason why. Mm. Like, I don't always get it, but especially if I'm going to sit in the back seat and, like, be on my phone, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll start getting sick in the back. So I never have a problem driving, especially if it's, like, L.A. road trip or something. I'm like, I'll just, I'll take the full six hours. The whole five, six hours. Yeah, I don't really mind it. Yeah, you just kind of mindlessly go. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. How about you? Um, I'd much rather be the passenger. That's fair. I hate yeah. driving. Yeah. I'm a, I'm I'm in between a safe and a dangerous driver. 
I would say that I'm like right in between there. I, I'm definitely very careful. I just don't like constantly having to worry about a, a, another car sure. or my blinker or what freeway I'm on. Sure. I'd rather be the guy giving you the directions yep. and, and you just run it. I'm fine with uh, seeding that power, cool. if you will. How about this one? Very interesting because I've always said both of these things and I actually don't have an answer because of how much I want to do both. Would you rather be able to speak to animals or be fluent in every language? I have said both of those things separately, Chris. How much I wish I could speak to animals. Yeah. Like specifically the dog, like, hey, I like rest in peace, Nash, my sure. German shepherd. Yeah. If I could just tell him, hey, Nash, check it out. I'm going to be gone for like three hours. Don't Relax. trip. Yeah. Here's the food. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then like, I, I would love that. Or, but every language would be amazing, especially yeah. when I think people are talking about me in another language. I think I'm going to go every other, or every language. Okay. Just because it feels a little, like, you know, getting to talk to dogs and cats and stuff and whatever, animals in general might yeah. be cool for, like, the those specific instances, but I just, I feel like learning or knowing every language is just a lot more beneficial for your everyday life. You think it would pop up more? Yeah, it would pop up more and it would also be more you could probably get a lot more opportunities doing that I, though i mean i would definitely watch a show of somebody who could talk to dogs but yeah. i just feel like the world is your oyster like quite literally you can go wherever you want you can watch whatever you want just yeah it just opens up a lot more things yeah you can talk to people i think you're animals. right but you also don't have a dog right i do have a dog oh a you dog do have a dog cat. okay yeah. yeah see i i i think i would man it's tough the worst part about having a dog is not being able to communicate with yeah. you for sure because yeah you can't tell what it needs like if a baby's upset it'll start crying yeah you know eventually you can tell you at least like arm or something yeah if a dog is hurt It'll just start panting or crying. Yeah. And it's like unless it's like got hungry, a limp or something. Needs to go yeah. Out. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm see, still going every language. I think I have to choose that just because it would be dumb not to. But if you have a dog, it uh, you know every day you'd be able to communicate mm -hmm. with it. But yeah, I I think I would probably you can make money too. off of being a translator though. You yeah. also get paid more at your job if you That's speak. The true. more languages you're able to speak, That's depending true. on the job. And you could get a job at like ESPN Deportes or Anywhere. whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, closer than I thought it would be, though. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? I have a direct answer. If you had to live in a different city, state, or country, where would you want to live? Go ahead. San Diego, California. Great it's the answer. the only it's other place answer. in the United States. Because, look, I, in terms of loving mm -hmm. the city... New York is number one. Yeah. Miami's up there as well. Sure. Love Chicago. Here's the thing. Weather. Yeah. You know how they say in real estate, location, location, location? Yep. For me, it's weather, weather, weather. Yeah. In the Bay Area, it's never, or at least in the Berkeley Hills, it's never anywhere lower. I mean, it can get lower, but in general, you're between like 65 and 75. And yeah. when you live in New York, you have to deal with four seasons. I've never had to deal with that. No snow. I think I you know would agree I mean? with you. I think I would have to say San Diego, and mm. I would probably want to say New York. But you're right the the weather and my attitude towards weather oh. just do not do not go. Have you ever in been hand. in a bad winter? No, because you don't get a bad winter no. here, right? No. no, I would be the I mean, we're softest all, man. We're only on an the hour away yeah. from each other, but do you get like even in the like you get yeah. rain? We get rain, and that's yeah. about it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't get below a bad you know, winter. Fifty five or whatever. I have a buddy that works for a steel company. Yeah. He wakes up at three in the morning yeah, no. to plow his driveway, right. to go back to bed, yeah. just to wake up at six, to plow it again. 
so it's not like completely no, unmanageable. No, he has in to do six, it twice. Yeah. Well, because if he just woke up at six, yeah, it'd be it would too be, much. Yeah. Well, no, I know people I have to that. like, you know, you have to dethaw your keyhole yeah. back in the day. Scrape Obviously, your now windshield. Little, yeah, scrape your windshield. No, yeah, the, your pipes not. get frozen. No. Yeah, no. so San Diego uh, would be my answer. Right answer. We might have done this, but we'll do it again. If not, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? Oh, yeah. I've caught a, oh, wait. No, we haven't done this. We did favorite animal. Yeah. Uh, if I could this is be an one. animal. Yeah. Cats are pretty great. They really have very minimal worries in this world. Um, I would either say a cat or a dog. I don't know if I have to huh. pick between the two, but like they get well, they pampered. get love. They get pampered pretty much, and uh, yeah, they sleep. They get fed, all day. sleep. Yeah, you're That's right. It. Like I mean, dang, you're changing my answer because all be the pampered. other ones have to fend for their own food, yeah, exactly, or be yeah. eaten. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to go monkey because they're the closest to a human. Oh, that'd be fun. And you get to jump around from tree to tree. You know, they they throw poop for fun. Yeah. It's right up my alley. Sounds great. Uh, This is an odd one, one that I'm actually going to need to think of. So I'm hoping that you have a direct answer. What movie character do you think you are most similar to? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, If I'd seen more movies, I'd probably have a really good answer. Yeah. Um, I think I have... I think I just have like Seth Rogen esque qualities sometimes. Just yeah, like movie, that's a good like one. Movie Seth Seth Rogen. Very laid qualities. back. Yeah. Yeah. Not too not too high, sometimes not too low. Lap, no yeah. pun intended. No pun intended. Hey. <laughs> what about sometimes. Seth Rogen in the Green Hornet? Is that is that you? <laughs> what what character? That's what we should do. What character is Nate most like? Yeah. Uh, besides Seth MacFarlane. Besides Seth MacFarlane. Besides Ted. Yeah, I was gonna Ted. say Ted yeah. from Ted. <laughs> No, uh, um, somebody's super just one of the stepbrothers. He's like uh, dry Uncle Rico humor. From- oh man, I <laughs> wish I was like Uncle Rico. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a Kip, I think. <laughs> you and Lafonda chilling. Oh yeah. Um, ooh, that's a good. Qu- do you have an answer, Zach, for yourself? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what I want to think. I I want to say like a Tom Hanks character. Oh wow. I think that's too good. I think you're giving me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say uh, Ace Ventura, but I'm not that animated. He's ridiculous. No. Oh, I he's, can see a Jim Carrey. He's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, maybe mm-hmm. another Jim Carrey role. Maybe like in Liar Liar. Um, but yeah, all of his are too cartoonish. Mm. Can't think of one exactly. Maybe Norm like McDonald a, in Dirty Work. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh, you're, yeah. no, I can see just Norm McDonald, period, yeah. for you is very good. That's a good one. Yeah, that's an excellent one. All right, how about this one? Do you read or watch the news? Um, I watch, not like the news, not like I don't turn on CNN or Fox News or, you know. No, but like Channel 2 or Channel 5 or whatever. Uh, yeah, occasionally I'll just, just for a random like, oh, hey, they're having a... Bake sale. Yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. know. Just random local interest stories sometimes just to just kind of have something on. But yeah, I watch also like global news more so like, uh, you know, YouTube. I'm more YouTube like n- hardcore news, like, you know, conflicts going on around the world. I won't get that information from CNN. I can't watch the news because it's depressing. It I is watch, very depressing. When I get the sure. newspaper, I read the sports section and the comics. Yeah. Uh, final one here quickly. Are you a caller or a texter? Um... I'm definitely not a texter. I'm really bad at texting. Okay. Um, I would say calling, but I have to kind of know. Like, I like calling in the sense of, can we not for you. go back and I forth? I didn't see can that we coming. Just, like, can, we get Good this, for you. can we get this done? I have a buddy that tells me that yeah. the only two people that call him yeah. are me and his mom. Yeah. 
Because it's, it's just nobody calls anymore. Because a lot of the time anymore. people will text, and it's like a whole like yeah. it ends up being thirty Might minutes well to just on the get phone. a hey, what time should exactly. I come over tomorrow? Exactly. And it's like just call me, say hey, what Thank time you. should I come over tomorrow? Thank you. It'll be no more than a minute and a half conversation, and then we're done. I love it. I totally thought that you were yeah. going to say text, no. but good no. for you. These Anybody out there these days? Instead, the next person instead of texting them, give them a call. Just give them a call. It's people so get surprised easy. when you call. They them. do. Yeah. They're like, why are you calling? Yeah. Is it an emergency? Somebody died. No. It's just a lot easier. Just telling you what time I'm coming yeah. over and if you want me to bring anything. Yeah. Didn't want to go back and forth on yep. that. <laughs> Any loser. All right. Coming up, top of the hour. Let's get back into some Niners talk and those sneaky, pesky lions. Do they deserve to get bumped up into actual contenders? We will discuss next. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140.